we've got a very special guest who's going to be joining us tonight in the studio right now. So it's not going to be myself and Rat and also Daddy Vass, but uh, this man also. There's a bigger advantage for the Blues losing their number seven. And they're up the middle, the Blues, with Cardi. Passes, gets it at Stewart. He's got the pace. He's inside 20. He's inside 10. He scores. Rich Stewart scores. His second try of the night. Brilliant performance by Carney to make the break. Former Cronulla winger Dean Carney. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> he did play for Cronulla as well. Also, 2010 Dally M winner. Toddy Carney. How are you, Toddy? A little bit nervous on the way and seeing Rat on the, the door, so uh, was a good welcome. Yeah, no, good to have you, actually, because a lot to talk to you about. We're going to talk about your career, just generally what we like to do tonight, which is I'm going to get through some of the segments really soon and get you to join into those as well. Also, you've signed on another year, going to coach the Byron Bay Red Devils. Yeah, got the mm. Red Devils, got Maddie's son, Jack, coming down this year. So big, signing. Uh, big signing. Big signing. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there to watch them go around. It's a good Sunday afternoon. Spend, all, spend the weekend down in Byron. We've got a lot of listeners the in the Northern Rivers as mm. well. So, yeah. Good. How's the team shaping up, Toddy? We're getting there. I took the job late, so I was a little bit um, chasing our tails a little bit. But um, help getting Jack will help. Um, just got to sign a few forwards. Off to PNG next week to try and bring a few back over. So she's recruiting wow. in country footy. <laughs> can can I just right say, now, like, it? is there if, like if there's any footy players out there? Any front rowers? Uh, Toddy's looking for some for front sure, rowers. Yeah. Go live in Byron. <laughs> yeah. Live in Byron Bay. Yeah. Play for the Red Devils. Yeah. yeah, get a good crowd down there for the game. We yeah. do get a good turnout. It's yeah. always um, busy on the hill, especially when you play against the bigger clubs. Mm. Um, they always bring a good crowd and. It, it gets fiery. Share to you, Ballina. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ballina. They always beat us. <laughs> no, no, it's not happening next year. Yeah. Not this year. Actually, I'll get you to think about this. Also for the listeners, 0457-736-736 or double eight double three for our Kiwi listeners. We'll talk about local footy. I mean, mm. the grassroots footy. There's always yeah. scandals or funny stories that come out of And I was there reading is. something over the weekend. I sent it to you guys. I was just telling Toddy about it. And um, there's all these things going up. I think it was NRL roast, wasn't it, Daddy Vass? Yeah. So everyone yep. was sending in their stories about local footy scandals. Mm. There's a couple there. There's a, there's a guy that in the early 90s used to play rugby union before it turned professional. He played both codes every weekend. Um, but he had to register his league contract under another name, and his name was Mitch Buchanan, who, of course, is from... Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one, oh, I couldn't believe this one. But a player used to... Crap himself mm. before the game, so the opposition didn't want to tackle him. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that 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 is something that's gone around. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've never heard that before. I've got one. Um, I won't mention his name. But no, no, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention his name. He signed at the Roosters year. I did. Um, he was a hooker. When he <laughs> what scored, about he all the listeners doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when he scored a try at his previous club, he jumped the fence and clapped himself. Oh. <laughs> um, he used to wreck. He said they used to go to the toilet. Before the game, not a number one, number two, and not wipe his backside. <laughs> he was in the middle of the screen. Mate, I did tackle him a few times, and I didn't get. Oh. I think I did get a bit of a whiff from time to time. That's horrendous. Mm. That's the worst I've heard. So I won't mention his name. Yeah, it's pretty much there for you. So any local footy scandal doesn't matter which rugby, AFL, cricket, rugby league. Send it in zero four five seven seven three six seven three six or double eight double three on the show tonight. Nine's Premier League founder, Anthony Mitchell. We've spoken to him previously. Now, this is this is going to be quite a big event in years to come. He's marketed it really well. Toddy, you're playing in this, aren't you? It's next weekend. This, Friday, this, Thursday, oh, this, is the, this Thursday is the launch, yep. and then uh, first game's 8 o'clock Friday. But it's wow. starting to build into a really big event, isn't it? There's a lot of teams, a lot of ex-NRL players are playing in it as well. 
There's a few last year that probably would have been maybe 10 across the whole team. Yep. But now, look, Alex Glenn's put his own team in with all ex-Brisbane players. Obviously, there's an RLPE team. Uh, James Maloney's playing for the Southern Sharks. Oh. Benny Barber and Matt Bowen have got a team. Um, I'm playing with Birdie and Brad Takarengi from a Cronulla team. So um, tell us the story. Wasn't Was it a year that Greg Bird, who... Right, no. you said just takes everything as serious. Well, like it's well, World man, War III. I, I went and watched him play for Southport and nearly decapitate about four kids he was playing against uh, a couple of years ago. He just he's out for line. And, and you'll remember we spoke to Linny uh oh, he played the charity game. We asked him who, who took it seriously. He goes, Oh, Greg Bird yeah. wanted, wanted to kill people. Didn't he play in the night? Was it last, last, last year? year? Yeah, so with the first game we we played against um a Brisbane team and uh had a few big island and he, I could see him before the game. He goes, I'm going to take one of these blokes' heads off. <laughs> First tackle of the game, he just spears in, comes out, split across his head like a horseshoe. Yeah. Goes up to Ravina Hospital, gets it stitched up, comes back down a few hours later and we'll just about play our last two games. And he was about to run on. He was that keen to get back <laughs> oh, out there. Mate. <laughs> he's oh, just, he loves he's it. A, he's a unit. He absolutely yeah. loves it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this tonight. Yeah. Like it or lump it I, as well. I'm still not loving that intro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's I horrible. Love it. I love it. Hey, hey, Daddy Vash rang me today. Actually, he goes, you know that like it or lump it. You know the the noise that girl makes. And I said, yeah. He goes, it was Elaine off Seinfeld, wasn't it? Nah, no, it's no, when Harry met, when yeah. Harry met Sally. The cafe scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Completely got it wrong. Mm, also, we'll try and fit tubes into the show. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit that's later ridiculous. On. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be a camel for this. Yeah, so if you've got any that's ridiculous or like it or lump it as well, send it through on the text line. Hey, Rat D. Oh, Rat D for attendance. Rabbit Borough tomorrow. <laughs> no, well, I, I come when I'm required. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I've got an A for attendance, Rabbit Borough. I'm, I'm here now. Uh, I've got asked to come when I'm here. Um, look, I'd come more, but I've just got to speak to the powers that be. I'm, yeah. It's not in the budget. It's not in the budget. Yeah. I, I might give up some of my salary to. Uh, oh, you, mate, you're you know? such a team player, Sats. Sats, as you know, I'm a big audio books of podcasts while, while I'm exercising. Steve from Dubbo says, but I stumbled on the James Graham podcast, the Todd Carney episode was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll second that. I, yeah. I, I loved it, listening to that. And I, I guess, yeah, j- just touching on that, um, you, you talked a lot about, you know, growing up, like you, as a, you grow into a, a man, you, you know, we're young kids when we start playing footy. And you, you think, you know, you can't, you're bulletproof and you can do whatever you want and you're still playing. But you certainly got a different attitude to it all now, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And uh, it took me a long time to obviously grow up with the stuff that I've done throughout my career. But I had to realise to grow up fast after I'd finished because a loss of identity and, and then trying to struggle where you fit and what you want to do for work. And then obviously with my employment now, working with young youth and then having a partner and a son, I just couldn't do the things I was doing. So mm. I had to grow up real quick. Otherwise, it was going to spiral out of control real quick. And I'm glad I did. It's The last 10 months has changed my life. And it's things like this, I wouldn't have been in this position to even sit in here mm. to talk because I wouldn't have put myself out there because I, I, was, I don't know, I just wouldn't have been there. Just the opportunity wouldn't have arise. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, a lifelong yeah. life change. Yeah. 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 Mate, I, I read something today. There was an article that just came out. I sent it across to you, Sats, about the importance of, of community sporting clubs and what they do for people and for young men, particularly in their mental health. Now, now, I know you would have had some dark times. What what did go, going back to those community clubs and playing? Like, you were down in Goulburn, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what did going back to clubs like that do for you when you know you couldn't play at the level that you know you you, you 
you were certainly, you know, had the ability to, but what did it do for you mentally to go back to those sort of clubs and be a part of that sort of community? Well, when I left Canberra in 2008 and then got my visa declined to go to the UK for 2009, I moved to Cairns, lived in a pub, worked in the pub. At the Atherton table, yeah, Atherton Roosters. Roosters, yeah. And that was just, obviously it made me the love of the game to come back. Um, and it was a challenge to be out of my comfort zone. Um, previous that year, my dad had passed away. So, so to get away from my family, to live in a pub and then work in a pub and then play bush footy on the weekend, just seeing the passion from the, the, the supporters, the fans, and then obviously the guys that are playing that have been working all day, slugging it out in the lumping bananas and then turn up to train and play, mm. just the passion they have for it made me realise that that how lucky we are to play the game we did and, yeah. and what you get from it. Yeah, there's a lot of good people in rugby league, isn't there? Oh, so good. Oh, man, I, you just, you know, we, we had, and, and, and you know, we're, we're talking about liking or lumping. What I'm lumping at the moment is like every six or, you know, three to six months, about 50 Cronulla crew come up from Cronulla, from, from down at Cronulla for a 50th or, a, mm. you know, a 40th and, you know, it's, it's it's three days of, you know, fun and frivolity and all that sort of you stuff. You never grow I'm, up. I'm, I'm lumping that. I, I said, <laughs> can we do this once every couple of years? Like, But it just, you just realise the friendships you make, the connections, they they, they last a lifetime. It's a pretty mm. special environment that we've got to be a part of, all of us. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I'm like I'm liking I'm liking Toddy's story. It's, I'm it's loving awesome. it. We're going to hear more from Toddy, <laughs> not only tonight, but, yeah, hopefully in, in days and weeks to come as well. Woody, I'm lumping, if you're a Broncos fan... <laughs> Daddy Vass, you got to be lumping the scenes at Red Hill today. Adam Reynolds being he- helped from the f- and looked like in a lot of distress as well. Yeah, the fact that he had to get helped off the field uh, this afternoon didn't look good. I'm I'm really concerned about uh, you know our prospects this year, boys. <laughs> what are we six? Well, weeks? being a you know a rock solid member. Yeah, Now that I'm a member of a yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are we? Are we lumping that? Not only Australia Australia Day is not going to be celebrated on Friday at the Straight open. Mm. Are you lumping that the cricket also is apparently? Now, I don't know historically whether the cricketers celebrated Australia Day if a test was on, but because usually the fans dress up and celebrate it anyway, don't they? Mm. Do we care that there's going well, to be, well, there's mate, not going to be any address around it? Oh, I, I care to, to a degree. I, I care that, well, you know, that, that our, the powers that be can't get their heads together and just change the date. It has a, has a profound effect on the Indigenous community mm. that day. Uh, move the day. How hard is it? Like you were talking, uh, you're saying that we, we you have to have a referendum around it. Like, surely, well, no, if you want to play the date, it's if you want to change the date, it's it's a hu- very big process. But how is it a big process? Just change the date. If you're the PM, you should be able to say, you know what, you're the big if we Puma, need to, the grand Puma, if we need to. But what he did say out in the Albanese is stop looking for areas in which we need to be outraged. We need to come together. This is the epitome of splitting people apart. That's right. <laughs> so change the date. <laughs> May 8th. Perfect. Mate. <laughs> Mate. I love it. Yeah. I love it. They were making changes for the soccer team if they won, weren't they? Yeah. Are they going to give us a public, public holiday? holiday? <laughs> sure Mate, bang on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I tell you what I'm lumping. That what? Wayne Bennett's been mentioned as a possible oh. New Zealand coach. I, I, I think you... This is nothing against Wayne. No, no, you you messed up the, the, before because you said you liked it. No, and, I meant lump and it. You, you meant lump it. Yeah. But I'm, I just can't believe that they're considering someone outside of New Zealand to coach them after the blow-ups with Madge. They're at the stage now. And Tony now. Kemp was blown up about it. And... Well, they're at the stage now where they've got to stand on their own two feet, haven't they? They've got, they got guys like Stacey Jones. They've got um, Nathan Kalis as well. Steve Carney. Steve Carney, yeah. So Ruben Wickey in there? Well, he'd be part of any sort of coaching team. He's usually part of the strength and conditioning 
I, I think yeah. we, in, in a, with a nation that's you know beaten Australia at times in World Cups and like what well, they're flying New Zealand at the moment. They don't, they don't need <laughs> yeah. an Australian coach. No. Did you play with Muss? Yeah, Ruben Wicky? yeah, I did. Yeah, he's frightening, wasn't yeah, he? He was very frightening. He he was really good to me. Um, took me under his wing. He's um he was a one of the great human yeah, beings, isn't he? Great, great guy. Always had your best interest at heart. And you used to go and do a toss with him before the game, and he'd give you a hug. He'd go, hey, and then absolutely and then flog you. He go across that line and he just turned to an absolute serial killer. Mm. Ridiculous. Did you say before the, before the game, like rev the boys up? Uh, he was a actions first, talk later. His presence yeah. alone, just, hey. Just him being in the room. Mm. Like, yeah. Doing defensive and wrestling sessions as a kid with him. He was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what I am liking. 49ers winning yesterday, beating your Green Bay Packers. I'm loving that. No, I knew that was going to happen. I'm absolutely loving that. Mm, yeah. Mm. I tell you what I'm... Um, I'm lumping. What? People who say in some parts of wherever you are today, there are some parts where it got up to 38 or 40 degrees. But I hate Jeez, it when it's hot. I tell you, it's going to be a hot summer, right? <laughs> um, I hate it. I'm lumping when people say it's 32, but it feels like 38. No, it's 38 in it's, my eyes. If it's 38, it's 38. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm with you. Mm. I'm liking Novak Djokovic. Yeah. To explain to me why, because I, I, like I, I reckon a year ago you would have been one of the haters of him. No. Two years ago, sorry. No. I'm you loving sure? it. Can lo- we, go, we need to go back and get some tape <laughs> of him bagging Novak. I, I love it when someone in the crowd has a go at him. He just turns around and goes, hey, jump down here. He's, I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'll choke you out, yeah, firstly. Yeah. And I love it when the guy two nights get later vaccinated. goes, get vaccinated on match point. So he, dr- he drills a 240K first serve down to win the game. Mm. I love that. I like it. Yeah. Can you like and lump? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm liking hanging out with Clinton O'Brien, your great mate. Um, Won a I'm... comp with Newcastle oh, yeah, in 2001. Yeah. Salmon, they call him. Yeah, the big salmon. He's got salmon. one on him. But I'll tell you what, I'm lumping. <laughs> what? He never shouts coffee. He's <laughs> oh. going broke. I'm oh. going broke. I'm sick He's of it. He's the tightest man in, <laughs> yeah. I've ever met. Hey, Who's the tightest he, guy he, you've he ever met? He'd be listening. Yeah, he, yeah, he knows the tighties. Like. Uh, he'd be listening. Greg Bird. Is he tight? Yeah. Him and Gal. Yeah, yeah Greg Bird. Gal, I've heard Gal. Gal. No, Greg, Greg Bird, when he came he back from first check. when he came, when he came back from France and, and his container hadn't arrived back here, he, he had a, we played golf three or four times a week. He had a rotation of two shirts for like a month. And they just got so manky and they just stunk. <laughs> and I'm like, my boy, a shirt. He goes, No. He goes, my, my, I got shirts in my container. I'm like, mate, get another shirt. <laughs> I had to give him shirts to wear. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh Canara Cowboy on the text line says Big Ruben Wiki loved the carver as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I tried it the first time a few years ago in Fiji, just before COVID. I couldn't feel my tongue, my lips. The world was spinning. I didn't know where I was. It was horrendous. Why did Canara Cowboy say, Big love the carver as well, gentlemen, and rat? (laughs) 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 You're a gentleman (laughs) and I'm I'm a rat. You're the easy target. You're the easy target. Uh, let's get to the break. Toddy Carney's going to hang around uh, throughout the show. We'll ask a few more questions after the break. Mule Electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show for a Monday night. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers back in the seat as well. And Woogie would be listening in... Some place called Lombokan or oh, some island. Is, is yeah. that what it's called, Toddy? Lombok. Noosa Lombokan. Because Toddy, he's, a, he's basically a native of, <laughs> of Bali. What, you've got a you've got a, a Airbnb yeah, up there? Airbnb and a tattoo shop. Actually, on tattoos, Daniel from Prairie Wood, you've, you've stolen my, <laughs> my thunder here, listening on the SEN app. 
Between Rat and Todd, is there any room for a spare tattoo? There's enough ink to supply a stationing across the office, work, <laughs> office works across the nation. I do have a bit. Um, Who I think between Toddy's, the pair has more tattoos? I think Toddy's got me covered. I, I, got a t- I, I used to copy Rat's tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I when got he a, first got the, the dice and the flames. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything on your legs, Rat? Oh, uh, just my calves. No. But I'm, I'm actually going to get this portrait done on my thigh here of my dad and my brother and I, which is by this tattooist who's just brilliant with portraits. Is your brother going to have a cowboy hat on? No, no. Yeah. It's when we were kids. But it's just, you got to have the portraits done when the sun doesn't hit them. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting it. I think he's got you. I'm looking at his legs. Oh, yeah, he's got yeah, me. He's got yeah, you. he's got me. What's the arrow on the inside <laughs> of your thigh? What's that? <laughs> I've, just got little, I've just got little ones, hopeless ones. In the other. Is it? They're too painful to get Is there one on your body, oh. Toddy, that... That you sort of look at it and go, what did they get that for? Yeah. Oh, this I've got heaps of those. Thing on my right shoulder. I remember the first day I turned up at 17 years old at Raiders, one of my first pre-seasons. Were you clean then? I was clean. clean. skin, yeah. And then turned up with this dirty thing on my fat arm. <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked at me and like, didn't say nothing, just looked and shook their head. I was like, uh, what are you doing? Who was the coach right then? Maddie Elliott. Oh. Yeah. Simon Wolford gave me a pasting. Ryan O'Hara gave it to me for the rest of the time he was at the club. It was just, I don't know why. The things you do, eh? Yeah, oh. the things you do. And here's me and Daddy Vass, no tats at all. No. Oh, have you got a tat? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, You've got like a barley you. leaf or something. Yeah. Is that a Barbie doll? Oh, no, it's a barley leaf. <laughs> yeah. So, so Toddy, let's talk about you a little bit in relation to your 2010 year. Dalian medal winner of the year. The Roosters go on a run and get beaten by the Dragons in the grand final. What was the difference from 2010 to, I mean, you had a great career, over 200 games and played for your country, state of origin. But 2010 was something different because you spent some time at fullback. Yeah. Is there anything else that changed? Um, well, when I, like I said, in 2009, I spent a year in Cairns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I signed at the Roosters when Freddie was the coach. And obviously, I was really, really looking forward to that. That year, he got um, punted and then Brian Smith took the job. And turning up to the Roosters, like any, anyone when you first have had a year off, I had my doubts, and um, Smithy's my first interview with Smithy was he said, I'm going to play at fullback. Had you ever played fullback Never at played fullback. NRL? Yeah. No, but I played like a fullback when Jason Smith was at Canberra. Mm. So I swung from right to left, and that's what Smithy said. He goes, I think you'll be good enough. My first question was, what about Minnie? And then he said to me, well, what about Braith? He's the captain of the club. Like, if you think you're going to come in and play six, like, so I just said to him, look, if that's where you want me to play, I'll do whatever I can. And, um, Brian's son, Rowan Smith, helped, yeah. me, helped me so much. He's got a good brain, um, Rowan Smith. And then uh, after Christmas in 2009, so the start of 2010, Smithy sat me down and pretty much gave me a blunt message. He told me to get off the piss. Um, didn't want me to drink at all. And a lot of the boys at the club of that year were doing the same thing. And we, we swore off it. Uh, we didn't drink. Um, that was probably a big thing. But just... Just focusing on footy, knew that I had a job to do in front of me. I, I had to challenge myself to get better so I'd never play fullback. And, and just trying to prove myself back, had a point to prove. Um, and as you said, we went on to – we got beat in the grand final. You had them at half time. I thought you were going to get them. Yeah. yeah. Dragons. A few, yeah. few errors in the first half. Like their first two tries, one was a forward pass and uh, Brett Morris's foot was out the other one. But they just rolled us in the second half. Like I thought coming up in half time – we were in the box seat. Oh, and yeah. They just stormed through us. Uh, Jamie Sowd's kicking game. Um, Gaznier and Matt Cooper just burn us on the edges. Well, it, uh, it, you know, you, you certainly made a difference because in 2009, that Roosters side got the wooden spoon. Yeah. So, they did too, yeah. yeah you, mm. you, I mean, it's, I think it's, it was the first time a side's gone from the wooden spoon to the grand final. He's a little bit like that, Brian Smith, wasn't he? From more reports, he was 
Um, I remember Gordon Tallis saying he's the best coach he's ever had, but he's also the worst coach he's ever had because he... he Very detail-oriented. For two or three years, he'd be great. And then year four, your head would be just full of so mm. much information. You didn't know whether you could look left or right. He was just a lot of skills. So we didn't do, have a big preseason of running. We were just heaps of skills. And obviously, they burned us out. But one, one thing I always noticed in Smithy, he was never at the start of the sessions. He'd always hide. Hide, hide in the trees watching to see blokes <laughs> what they were doing before they like, before they started. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with Smithy. He got a lot out of me, obviously. Moving me to fullback was was a challenge, but I played probably some of the best football there. Um, but then after 2010 season, me and him had a bit of a falling out. And it obviously was, looking back on it now, it was my fault. Mm. Um, but for a while I blamed him because he just pretty much put, put it straight to me. Is that you, you you got to earn what you deserve, like to get – get further and um at that point in 2011 i wasn't wasn't working hard to get anything it's so. a big thing you know when you retire and you mature and like you're saying you look back at it and go you know what i think it's i think it's my fault oh it's yeah. a it's a big admission oh yeah isn't it oh, i mean i think we've all had times in our career when you know you're not actually like you're yeah. there based on what you've done not yeah. not because yeah. of the hard work you're doing yeah. and yeah. you know you get called out on it it's easy to get your back up but as you get older you think yeah no you're right yeah you're right yeah yeah Mate, uh, origin debut. What did it mean to you, and and how did you feel, you know, stepping onto the, into that in, origin arena? You came in against that one of the yeah, greatest, right, yeah. well, probably the greatest origin period. We'll never, we'll never probably see it again. Yeah. Uh, so in 2012 was obviously, I thought I was going to get a chance in 2010 with my form, but didn't. Then it come when I got to Cronulla, um, and it was obviously a relief. It was something that I'd always wanted, and. Um, I remember the first camp, week's camp, was obviously there was a lot of talk about the Queensland team and and are we going to be the team that breaks it and, and all that stuff. But I remember the, f- the first game in Who Melbourne. Who was the coach? Ricky Stewart. Okay, yep. Um, the first game in Melbourne, um, just before warm-up, someone goes, are you going to get changed? I was sitting there just like in a daze because I was obviously soaking it all in. Everyone's got their shorts and socks on ready to go. I'm still sitting in my suit. <laughs> <laughs> And I played like that. Yep. I played uh, like that. It just went so quick. I had a uh, penalty early in the game, missed it, um, and it didn't find touch. So it was, it was, yeah, it got me straight away. Um, and obviously found my feet. I only played the one year, which is all. Just slaps you in the face, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's First so tackle hard. was like, like I'd never been tackled before. It was like stars everywhere. Um, mm. But yeah, it was, it was a dream come true. And obviously I would have liked to play 20 or more. But um, yeah, I just. Didn't pan out that way. Yeah. Who, who do you love watching now in the game? I mean, there's, there's, we've got so many great, talented young players coming through, but who, who are the players that you think, geez, I don't want to miss that? Nathan Cleary. Yeah, he's Cleary. unbelievable, isn't he? Someone said the other day to me, who do you reckon will win the comp uh, this year? And I said Penrith again. Just purely because of him. Yeah. Mm. Just like, <clears throat> like I follow him on Instagram and like he's obviously a lot younger, but he's cool. He's just the way he is. Like when they're leading up to the grand final this year, just his presence and things he was saying, like he goes, we're working to something. And then after he, when they won it this year, last year, sorry, he, he spoke about that they're going to get better. But he, that's a that's a quiet confidence because he mm. knows that he's going to get better himself and he is getting better than the things they talk about that he's first on the field, last off the field. After winning four grand finals, you think, oh, maybe he might chuck his feet up and... But he's 25 years Mate, old. He, he's, <laughs> he's much maligned <laughs> too, isn't he? Like, like he, he cops it from a lot of people. Yeah. Like he, he's much maligned like in areas of the game where they you know, give him a hard time about his origin. and He's bulletproof. And that, mate. He's yeah. just... He's won oh, three origins. Well, what he did in that in yeah. that grand final last year, I'm still like shaking my yeah. head about it. Yeah. You know, to pick, to pick that 
kick in behind Cobb. He's, he, you know, fourth tackle. Cobbo's out of position, sees it, pulls it off, puts a try on, scores a try. Like, you just... The, the try that Crichton Crichton scored in that that northwestern corner, yep, and he nailed it from the sideline. The kick, mm. like that's the most that's the biggest play because if he scores a try and kicks it, they're going the golden point. Yeah, and then people that don't watch footy or don't understand it, or we're like, oh, Brisbane's let it slip. No, Brisbane <laughs> didn't let it slip. <laughs> no. Clearly turned the game on its head, yeah. and it was just in big moments. That twenty minute period was like Joey's. In, in, in like 2005, yeah. like it was just, he owned the game, took every everything he needed to, the 40-20, the short play down the so- sideline, knew when to run. Uh, but I think obviously when Luai went off, when Cogger come on, it just freed Cleary up. He went to second receiver. Cogger straightened up the, up the team and Cleary just done his thing. It's, it's as a half, um, it's just like, and I worked hard at my game, but it's like he's just getting better and better. Every time he plays, he's just always at it. And as I said, the goal kicking, he very rarely misses. misses yeah, yeah it's just amazing. Now, now the, the skill level in the game, you know, Sats retired in 1986. So <laughs> we definitely know the game's you know, evolved since then. I retired in 2010. The, the game's certainly evolved since I played, since, since you played. What do you think of the skill level of the players now? Are you seeing a different level of talent that's coming through the ranks? I think the game's definitely getting faster. And I spoke to Piercy before he went over to the UK um, when he was talking about going to back to the Roosters or leaving Newcastle to go elsewhere. And I said to him, why don't you want to go to another club? And he sort of said, he goes, the game was getting too fast mm. that he didn't feel like it was suiting him enough anymore. Yep. But he, his skill was obviously better than anyone's, but he just felt that he couldn't keep up in that area. And that's where I think it is now. Like the players obviously getting better. Um, and I think the halves and players in key positions are mm. just getting better at their job of what they've got to do. Like Bruce Walsh, like the, the way he pops up, oh, he's just like man. they're just getting better and better. Like, and they're the standout players. And that's what you want, isn't it? You you want this game to be so elite. And, mm. and that's why you know. And I, and I harp on about the NFL. There's only 32 teams, and they've got 400 million people. <laughs> they could have another 32 teams easily, but they won't because they want it to be the elite. I'm, I'm against this big expansion of let's have more teams because more isn't always better. Mm. I, I like it to be – like you've got to be elite to play in this competition. And we're seeing, you know, teams that are elite. And, and unfortunately, because, you know, I think we've got too many teams, we're seeing teams getting pumped and they're not even in the, in the mix. Mm. Yeah, I notice it a little bit when – because I watch a fair bit of footy, you notice there's always talk about the kids coming through through the – the junior system, and I believe they'll get there, mm. but there's so much hype on some halves coming through all the time, and then they get there, and the hype goes straight off them, and I feel for the player because they've yeah. got all this hype, they get their crack at it, they don't live up to the hype that they've had the whole time. And it's not them. It's not them. No. It's the hype just drops yeah, off, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, oh, well, where do I go now? Yeah. Mm. Well, the club's got to get around them and say, well, you're going to get there, you're going to get to that point. Not everyone can be Nathan Clear at 24 and win yeah. four comps. <laughs> But when he first come in, the hype was on him and it stayed on him obviously because he just got better and better. But there's some kids that coming through, there's so much hype on them and if they don't perform, it's like they get pushed straight out the door because yeah. they didn't perform game one, game two. Mm. Just give them some time. Yeah. Okay, big game. Before we get to the break, you got a big game. It's it's 12 all with five minutes to go. You can only pick one player to be alongside you to win the game. Who is it? One player that you played with. Ooh. Clint Shikoski. 
Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, take the kids. Chalk. He'd be listening, Chalk, yeah. too. Shout out to Chalk. Uh, chalk. Yeah. Well, Braith iced that moment, the, the Tigers. He did. Yeah, he did, too. Yeah, that did. was massive. Okay, who's the one player that always you can rely on to have a good night with? Todd Carney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Myself. Myself till I wake up the next morning. Because he's got about 12 voices going yeah, on in his yeah. head at any given time. <laughs> 12. Yeah. 12. There's 100 going on. No, yeah. probably Pierce. He always had fun with Pierce. Yeah, Piercy. you're good mates with Pierce, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, let's get to the break. Um, more of Sats and Rat. And Todd, are you going to hang around for a bit more? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Sats and Rat. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day. Mm. On a Monday night, Sats and Rat, Toddy Carney in the studio as well. We're just sitting here talking about weirdos on Instagram and social media. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ex-players who are just, <laughs> just struggling, with, you know, you know what's struggling with anonymity. Well, well, when, you, when, you, when you come into a team yeah. and you're the youngest in that team and yeah. you look up to these people and then you actually grow up and you sort of like... I think, oh, I probably wasn't the right person to look up to, you know, but you just see him as a footballer. You don't know them as a person, yep. you know, and you don't know, you know, but like, again, there's a lot more good in the game than bad, but, you know, like in everything, there's, you know, a little bit of stuff. Now, I've got yep. a couple of texts here about um, some of the, before we do that footy scandal, some really good ones. G'day, boys. This is Raymond Terrace Rooster. Nice to hear you, Toddy. Uh, we would have gone better if you played at six, Braith at Lock and Mini at one mm. up the Chooks. That's what happened in the grand final, didn't it? Yeah, we, by the but middle Braith of the year played, we moved. He went to left edge because we had Nate Miles. Second row, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Braith played yeah, left, left Fair right. side, yeah. We had a great team, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dunny said, this is a great get, talking about Toddy. Did us in the prelims. I'm feeling really good, he says. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but it's sort of along <laughs> yeah. those lines. What are some of the footy scandals on uh, 0457 736 736? Oh, well, mate, the Hammerhead says in Penrith in the Penrith League, the St Mary's Rugby League Club had their ground rebuilt and Arch Rivals Brothers Rugby League Club had the workers that were employed to redo St Mary's ground and buried a Brothers Rugby League jersey under the halfway line of the ground under their new turf. Oh. Oh, that's not bad. I wonder if anything's happened, anything calm or anything weird. <laughs> well, well I, I think if someone from St Mary's is listening, they're going to dig it up now. Yeah. <laughs> Got another uh, one there from Orchie yeah, Bottle. Orchie Bottle says, a rule we had at our club was if you had a big Saturday night and played Sunday and spewed on the hallowed turf of our home ground, the grand poo bar back at the pub would send you to skull two schooners. I remember, when I, was, I remember when I was coaching at Byron Bay Red Devils, where Toddy is now. You coached there? Yeah, four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then on Tuesday Never night... Never been the same since. On Tuesday night, you'd have <laughs> 10 players. Mm. Thursday night, 15, between two grades. Mm. And then on Sunday game day, you wouldn't have enough jerseys. No, well, they get well, matched. coming out of the wood. They get match everywhere. payments or yeah. something, did they? <laughs> match, yeah. pay match payments. It's so good. Mm. Hey, the new rule. So you guys weren't here. We spoke about yep. it, uh, which is the short dropout. If it doesn't go 10 or goes out in the full, it's a play the ball now as opposed to a, a kick a goal or a mm. penalty, I should say. Like ma it, ma it makes it a little harder to build pressure because some teams didn't, they wouldn't do short kickoffs. Uh, short dropouts, mm. you know, out of the risk of, you know, the two points. But um, I like it. I, I, I want to see tries. I want to, you know, I want to see, you know, excitement. And I, and I think that's a little bit more exciting than a long kick and just a forward just charging back into the defensive Well, the, on into that, the defensive what line. if I said to you one of the main reasons for the rule is to stop the long kick halfback catches that gives it to the front rower, possible head knock contact, 
from a front rower running into the line. So what they're saying is if you do a short dropout and it doesn't work out, well, you're just going to play the ball. It's not going to be heavy contact from a front rower running back into the defensive line. Mm. Do we want to lose some of that gladiatorial part of the game? Yeah, well, I wasn't. I wasn't being physical. Was <laughs> no, no. You're, talking to, you're talking to a half yeah. and a winger, I mate. I'm, made, I'm, so. I'm glad you mate, finally admitted you're a winger. I made three tackles in my career, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, such. I mean, you, you're talking about the longevity of you know players' careers. You're yeah. talking about um, you know sustain something that's sustainable long term in the game because. I mean, they've taken shoulder charges out of the game. You know, any contact in the head now, you get sent off. Like, they're, they're trying to protect players. And, and I, I don't think that changes the game that much. Mm. That um, don't, I just don't think it affects the game that much, but it protects the players. So yep. I, I think they're trying to do the right thing. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Toddy? Yeah, I'm okay. But I think when the team does do the short kickoff and they don't get the ball back and the team that's obviously receiving the ball gets it, it's harder to attack from 10, 15 minutes yeah. than it is catching it on the 50, bringing it back to the 30, and then you... you got you, 30 metres behind 30 you. got 30 metres behind you, and you're setting up your plays from wider out, so you give yourself more time. So it does muck up their play, um, but, yeah, I'm a bit... Mm. I like the contact too. Not that I liked it when I was playing, but it is good to see him, but obviously for the players... I wonder what's going to happen off the kickoff. So I wonder if they're going to make a rule soon where you've got to have, like, two passes off the kickoff. Like the Potentially. They, they catch it and they... Like they, under sixes. Put their yeah. knee down and they just take a tap or play the ball from... <gasps> Yeah, we wouldn't Actually, that, that, would we? We could do. We we could very well do because I mean they've done that in the NFL, haven't they? Hey boys, remember this is from uh, Hopper from Wagga. Hey boys, remember Toddy's time at the Roosters? Well, I took him at forty to one to win the Dally M that year. Celebrated well, go oh, manly. <laughs> how good's that? Hey, where's your sling? Yeah, hey, send it in. We'll get the details. Now Fitzy says, boys, I used to live next door to Toddy. Don't pay any attention to the media. He's one of the greatest blokes you'll ever meet. Do you actually, did you ever introduce yourself I to know Fitzy? Fitzy. <laughs> He's a grub. So do I, I know In Cronulla, yeah, I know Fitzy. <laughs> He's a grub. <laughs> He's a good He's dude. He's an absolute grub. Good he used to look after me dog when I go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, lads, I just heard the intro to the show. I'm so excited to hear Rab's voice, Rab's, Ray Rab, Rab's Warren. Look forward to it. Chrissy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, did I, was. Yeah, that was on, um, oh, on Toddy's intro. Toddy's intro. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, the intro to that. Also, yeah. um. Fitzy also added, and he said, hey, Sats, is Rat and Fletch having a competition who can work the least? So look at uh, it's not. It, like I said, Sats, you might have to take one from the team here. The salary cap's exploded their salary cap. You might have to take a pay cut to get me in here more. I'm going to take my break now. <laughs> hey, someone here also wants to know, here we go, is Toddy any relation to the tank on the flank, Justin Carney? No. No relation? I played with Justin at Cameron. He at, did. Um, Salford. At Salford as well. Yeah. Salford Red. Yeah, I've Salford heard Salford Red. Red. I heard Salford's one of the worst places oh. to live. Uh, Salford. England for me was the right off. Oh, <laughs> mate. I, I talked about yeah, it earlier. I, I talked to the boys on the on the run home the Savo about my, my life. Well, I lived in England as a as a <laughs> as a like a eight, nine year old. And it was probably the worst six months of my life. Yeah. Lived in the north of England in the mid eighties. Yeah. <laughs> every time I got an offer to go over there and play, I'm just like, nah, not enough. You, you could not pay me enough to go back and live there. And then we had Richie Mathers at, at the Gold Coast. Great guy, great fellow. Played for Wigan. Wanted to go back and no Leeds. No Leeds. Yeah. Wanted to go back and live there. I'm like, mate, what is wrong with you? Like, look where you are living right now, and you want to go back and live in Leeds? Mm. I've been there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to anyone from Leeds who's listening. Yeah. Love your country. Love your. Love your. Area, this is Sats and Rat on a Monday night with Toddy Carney.